What's up, everybody? Um, welcome back to the week four recap of the NFL. Um, second episode of my podcast. Um, hope everyone's doing well. I'm probably just gonna hop straight into it. Sorry for recording late. Uh, it's on Thursday. I'm supposed to record on Tuesdays, but you know, it's fine. So what I'm gonna start off with is the Chargers backfield. Uh, Austin Eckler dealing with a six-week in- injury, maybe four if he's lucky. Um, and then you got Justin Jackson coming in and also Joshua Kelly. For PPR fantasy, personally, I'd go with Justin Jackson just because he gets uh, he gets the receptions at the backfield, more like an Eckler-type build, but nowhere near that player. I feel like... In PPR, it's going to matter more for the reception, so he's going to get those coming out of the backfield. Meanwhile, Joshua Kelly is more of their heavy runner uh, who get more carries and may see a few opportunities out of the backfield, but nothing special, especially because I think this offense will really turn it up soon. With uh, I think Jake Herbert's the franchise quarterback. I think they'll turn it up, and I think that they can do really well. Um, Then, actually, last week, if you were paying attention, I made my 0-16 prediction. Um, I thought it was going to be the New York Jets. They just are they're the Jets. Um, and I actually think I might be right. After seeing them play Brett Rippon in Denver, not even pretty much Denver's pra- practice squad versus their full team, and they still murdered them and put up 37 points, which is just sad. I genuinely think I'm going to be correct with this. I genuinely think that the Jets will go 0-16. I hate to say it, but yeah, I think it's going to be 100% correct. I don't see them really winning a game, maybe a lucky game against the Dolphins or something, but especially in that division. Um, speaking of the division, the Bills, I said that they were not a legit 4-0 team. Um, I didn't think they were, or I didn't think they were a really legit 3-0 team. I was wrong. Uh, they actually did look pretty good, especially against the Raiders, who I thought were a pretty good team. Josh Allen's actually stepping into form. He's playing really well. Um, Stephon Diggs, who I'll talk about later, is turning into a very, very good receiver. Top 15, top 10 receiver in the league. Um, but I still don't think they are the most legit 4-0 team. I think that the other three teams with them, the Seahawks, the Packers, and the Chiefs, are way more legit than them. But obviously those are three other very good teams that are probably top of Super Bowl projections and etc., so that's not a bad company to be in. I think the Bills can maybe make it out the AFC. They look really good if they keep playing like they do. But if they fall apart, which I could see happening at the same time, I don't really know how I see them going. But they did look really good, and I doubted them, and I will admit that. So I was wrong on that. Um. Meanwhile, with the other foreigner teams, obviously I said Russ was going to win MVP. I think he still will. He didn't have the best of games against the Dolphins, especially against the Dolphins. But that's just because for him, I expect I have really high expectations for him. I expect like four or five touchdowns every game, which is kind of ridiculous. But that's just Russ and who he is. Uh, the Packers, I think they, I think they might make it out the NFC. I they're my favorite to make it out the NFC right now. Um, Aaron Rodgers is playing amazing, even without Devontae Adams. They're winning games against pretty good teams. So, you really, I really don't know where this Green Bay team can go. I could see them going as far as a Super Bowl. But at the same time, if, if they keep playing like this, they'll go really far. But I don't know if I see them playing like this the whole season. 
but I also could because Aaron Rodgers said, this is what I do. Bad for me is good for most quarterbacks, and that's just Aaron Rodgers. That's who he is. So I think he'll keep it up, and I think he'll keep playing and performing at that level because he just finds the ball to the open receiver. I mean, Tanyan's turning into a pretty good tight end. No one's even heard of him before three weeks ago or two weeks ago, and then he suddenly has three touchdowns last game, and everyone's like, who is this guy? Um, he was even missing his number two receiver, Lazard, Alan Lazard. He was gone too, but Scantling came back in, and that was their number one receiver for that night. And he made the best of it. He found the tight ends, and he got touchdowns won the game. Um, Kansas City, they look like Kansas City, you know, another 4-0 start. I think this is a few consecutive years they've had it. Mahomes looks – Mahomes, he looked very, very good. He was throwing the ball pretty well. Um, he didn't get much touchdowns, which they did give him the two touchdowns with to Tyreek Hill and McCall Hardman, which are like touch passes. But that's what happens when you have those speedy guys. You know, you can always be creative, and Andy Reid used that to the best of his interest with that. Um, so actually, I was looking today on Instagram, and I found an Eric Ebron comment on a post talking about the Titans should what the Titans should do, considering that they broke all the guidelines and like their punishment, what should happen to them. And Eric Ebron commented, and he was straight up. He was like, forfeit on my mama. I was like, a forfeit, that's kind of, you know, I don't know if you can really do that, especially since they already rescheduled the game. But apparently they're actually taking into consideration. It might actually happen, and I could see at the same time. I mean, they broke almost every single guideline possible. Half their team, like half their team has it, half their staff has it. So obviously something went wrong. So I think that a punishment of a loss because it screwed the Steelers over because they had no positive tests, I could possibly actually see that. I wouldn't be upset with that. You know, it's possible. So, um, the AFC. I'm gonna go to the AFC North while we're in the Steelers division. They look very, very nice. Um, the Steelers look pretty good with a good defense, and you know they they have their quarterback back and. The receivers are stepping up. I really like Deontay Johnson. He's getting 23% of targets, which is, like, I think one of the most in the league. So you should probably pick him up in fantasy for all you fantasy owners because he's bound to have a big game or bound to have a big play because he's get, getting looked at a lot. Um, I really like him. I really like James Washington. I like that whole receiving core. I think they're very talented, very young. So I could definitely see that being a team to watch out in the future if they can get a new quarterback because Big Ben might be out soon because, you know, he's been playing for – a good amount. The Ravens had a comeback against the football team, which I don't know if I take legitly because it's the football team. I don't think they're very good or even good at all. I mean, you might say they have a pretty decent defense and they put up 31 points, but at the same time, I don't think they have that great of a defense. I think they have a good deep line, but the secondary linebackers lack to me a bit. So I don't know if I take that seriously, but they got the win. It's in the win calm, and they're a 3-1 team now. I just want to see them go up against the Steelers. So I can't wait to see those matchups in the future. And then the Bengals got their first win, which is really good. Um, Joe Burrow got his first win as a NFL player, as an NFL quarterback, which is good to see. I feel like everyone liked to see because everyone wants him to win. You know, he's a winner. That's what he's used to. I don't think he won like one or two state championships at high school. And then he won the college championship after in his first year playing. And then he goes to the Bengals, finally gets his win after losing a few games. Um, people really stepping up in that offense. The defense really stepped up in that game as well. Um, Joe Mixon, who 
everyone was about to drop on fantasy or trade away. Everyone was like, I can't do it with this man. Then goes proceed put put up forty two points, and then everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, he's so valuable." If he does that again, I don't think he will. I think he can have a few touchdowns. I think he'll have like a maybe another twenty point game or fifteen. I don't see him going all the way back there, but I don't think you really see anyone getting that much again either. Like maybe Aaron Jones, Kamara could repeat forty week forty point weeks, but that's just because they touch the ball and insane amount. And Joe Mixon gets a lot of carries too, so. Uh, the last team, the Cleveland Browns, obviously they smoked the Cowboys, almost let them come back like the Falcons did, but they thankfully didn't because I don't think most people want to see the Cowboys win unless you're a Cowboys fan. So, uh, they look, Their offense, OBJ, played amazing three touchdowns. Their offense played really well. Baker seemed like he actually knew what he was doing and he was throwing the ball where it needed to be, even though I feel like Jarvis Landry had the best throw that day. But he was apparently, you know, his arm was a bit sore after that. You know, he said he felt like he pitched nine innings, which – Manny's might need to fix his form. I mean, one throw? Uh, that probably could happen to me if I don't even get it that far, to be fair. So, um, the defense didn't look good for the Browns. They looked, they started out pretty good. They were getting turnovers. Dak fumbled a few times. Zeke, I think he might have fumbled. I don't remember. And then the defense started out really well. And then that fourth and third quarter came and they just got smoked. But luckily, OBJ had that clutch jet sweep run and sealed the game up and won. I'll talk more about the Browns later if I truly believe in them. And then I'll switch. So I think that AFC North probably is the best division right now. Um, three, three, and one teams. Well, three, and, well, there's one, three, and oh, which, you know, I think they might get a win against the Titans. And then the Bengals, who are one of the better one-win teams, uh, really young, has very much potential. So I'm going to flip sides and go to the worst division in football by far, the NFC East. I talked about them last week. I talked about their struggles. I said I don't think they're going to pick it up. I feel like you could be 7-9 and win that division, and I stand by that. I feel like you could be 5-11 you could be five and 11 and win that division at this point. The Eagles are winning that division at 1-2-1. One, and one. That's, that's sad. Like, genuinely. The football team, we all could have seen that coming. You know, we didn't really expect them to do that well. The Cowboys could have expected more. Um, I feel like I would see them at. I would always put them at two or three wins by now, but they're sitting at one two. Um, the Eagles look atrocious. Carson Wentz is playing so awful. One, of, I think it's the worst QBR in the league. Uh, he doesn't have much targets around. To be fair, I mean he has some. He's a pretty good tight end in Zach Ertz. Greg Ward's picking it up, but. That team is just this whole division is rough to watch. Um, the Giants, I don't think I need to touch them that much. I mean, the Giants have always been like that and probably will be for a bit, especially without Saquon. So they just can't score. They they literally just kick field goals and they don't get touchdowns. So if you have anyone on the Giants of fantasy, trade them ASAP. Even though they might, they might, they might get some touchdowns this week because they play a really bad uh, air defense. So. I don't know. Don't take it yet. But if some if they don't score this week, that's gonna be a problem going forward. Um, I'll move on to my rookie of the year predictions. So obviously we know the offensive rookie of the year, Joe Burrow, would is everyone's favorite. Um, he's he's who I picked too, but I really like what I see in Justin Jefferson a lot. You know, he had that little dance. You know, he was kind of going crazy. You know, he had that. You know, everyone was liking that dance. You know, he has some swagger on him. Um, After he burned his former teammate, which would suck, you know, he definitely got DM'd that night and was like, sheesh. 
and that kind of stuff. But he's turning into really good. I mean, he only had four receptions last game, but he's had two straight 100-plus yard games, even with sharing the receptions with Thielen, who had an amazing game last game. Um, Kirk Cousins, finally, they're finally – when the Vikings allow Kirk Cousins to throw the ball in the air and they like let him do what he needs to do, he can do it. I've never doubted Kirk Cousins. Um, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I don't think he's good. I think he's a necessarily average quarterback, but he can do get a job done because he has a lot of pieces around him. So those are my two for the offensive rookie of the year. Obviously, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow because he's playing amazing. But honestly, you could throw Herbert in there at this point. Herbert's playing very well as well. For Defensive rookie of the year, I'm going Antoine Winfield, um, the safety from the Buccaneers. He's, I mean, if you watch the games, he's like genuinely a force. Like he changes the game outcome by how he plays. He sits on the top balls. He waits for them. He's patient. He reads them, attacks, hits in the backfield, gets the running backs. I mean, he covers midfield. He's covered the hard flats. I think I saw him cover last game as a safety. He's just – I feel like he's already – it looks like he's already a veteran out there. Uh, you know, and he knows what he's doing except for that one miscommunication on the touchdown, of the 60-yard bomb that Jake Herbert threw. My other, my other contenders for that, though, Patrick Queen had a lot of tackles against the football team, which is so weird calling them. Like, dude, please get a name. Um, he had a lot of tackles. Not too many, like, sacks or tackles for loss. But he had a lot of tackles, and I see them actually out there moving. He's like every, he looks like he's everywhere, and he's doing what he needs to do. So I actually really like him. I had high hopes on him at LSU. This LSU class this year was insane. And then there's obviously Chase Young, the favorite going into the year. Um, obviously dealing with an injury though, so can't really count on him too much for that. Um, I have a lot of things I have to talk about. Okay. Anyway, uh, the best team in the AFC and NFC. I went over that. I think the I think the Chiefs are probably the best team in the AFC right now with the Buffalo Bills as a close second. And then I think the Packers are the best team in the NFC. But there's some few teams that could contend with them. Um, And then I'm going to go, speaking of the best, the best offense in the league is between Dallas, Green Bay, and Seattle for me. And honestly, you could sprinkle in Cleveland, but I'm not doing it yet because they haven't consistently put up points. I think Seattle's best uh, – pass team because Tyler Luck is one of the best slot receivers. DK's a deep deep ball threat and obviously Russell Wilson standing behind center helps a lot, a lot. Um but I feel like Green Bay is more balanced since they have Aaron Jones and they have Rogers and Devontae Adams when he's healthy. Uh but I think Dallas is more balanced but better. I think that I think Dallas is probably the best offense in the league because who I pick because they have I think Gallup Gallup's turned into a really good receiver. That was a great pick by them. Mario Cooper, one of the best trades of the past, you know, recent years. And obviously Zeke and Dak, you know, they, they've been pretty good their whole career. It's just that they can't can't get anything done on the uh, defensive side of the ball. Their defense has done quite literally nothing to help to help them out at all in any game. And then on the other side of the ball, the 12 men on the other side, this might be a bit, you could say this is biased. I'm going with the Colts. Um, simply because they've allowed the least amount of points and they have the most turnovers, the most interceptions. I mean, I looked at the total interception leaders and two of the top three were, were Colts players. And they've, they've just been, they've been clamping. They've been locking down. 
then obviously they're not getting much help from their offense, which I hope gets picked up soon. But Xavier Rhodes is actually looking like him, his old self, his Pro Bowl. Rhodes are closed again. Um, but the, I don't think they've been put up against a real offense this, so far, like a real, real offense. And when they faced Minshew, they got torched, and that was not good for them. But we'll see this week against Cleveland, who has one of the best offenses. We'll see how they really play and fare. Um, and then second, I have Pittsburgh. Um, they've always been known as a pretty good defense. They, TJ Watt, Minka, uh, there's more. I can't get them on my head right now. But still, they've been a pretty good defense, and they're staying that way, and they're pretty consistent. They're always locking down. They haven't had legit offenses face them either, but I'm not going to take that against them because they played well last year through the whole season, no matter who they played. Third, I'm going San Francisco. Uh, being hurt obviously will not help him too much, or not at all. But I think even though they are hurt, they really have put up really good numbers. They're like second, I think, in the league in yards allowed. And when healthy, I think they'll be probably the best defense because I don't know how I feel about this Colts, but I'm just going with them so far. So got to have a bit of bias in there. Then I'll go – next I'm going to go to – Stephon Diggs in Buffalo, I think he's turning into a legit wide receiver one, and you should play him every single week in fantasy football, no matter what. He's getting the targets. He's getting the receptions. He's getting the yards. He's turning into a consistent number one receiver. He like Sometimes Josh Allen just even throws him jump balls, and Stephon Diggs is not known as that kind of guy to just moss someone, but he's been mossing people left and right, and Abram's giving – Abram, I think he has a short temper. I don't really like him too much because he always tries to pick fights. He's good on – I'm not taking that away from him, but he always tries to pick fights for no reason. And he'd always pick fights every time Diggs would, Diggs would get a catch over him for no reason. And Diggs would just stand there like, I mean, I'm the one who just caught it. So <laughs> there ain't really nothing you could do, buddy. So I think he's actually turning into a really good receiver. And I would trade for him or pick him up ASAP. ASAP, if anyone's willing to give him up. So speaking of turning into a top player in your team, Dalvin Cook is turning into a top three or five running back in the league. Uh, he's not. He has really good carries and he's get getting receptions. But he, what he's doing with them is what's amazing me more is he's when he gets them, he makes the most out of it. You don't see those nine rushes, thirty yard games. You always see nine rushes, hundred yards, like stuff like that. You always see those good stats and you always get what you need on Dalvin Cook and he's a big playmaker too. Um, so speaking of, so I'm going to start with tonight's prediction. I think the Buccaneers are going to smoke the Bears. I think it'll be a, at least a 10, 10, maybe 20 point game, but I'm not concerned on Nick Foles. I think they, they could, Bears could win. I think Nick Foles could play well. Nick Foles never really plays well against the Colts defense. And especially since this year, they're pretty, pretty good on the air. They're one of the best, um, pass defenses in the league. So I'm not concerned about him. I think that he just needs to get into his back into, you know, who he was, who Nick is, and he needs to get back into that shell. I think he might come out tonight against the Buccaneers. I think he'll go out there and play. I think he'll play well maybe even. I think he could play very good. He, I think he has potential. I'm not too concerned about him if I were a Bears fan. I think he just needs time to fit into that with Nagy. But then on the other side, you know, the Buccaneers, if Tom Brady plays like he did the last game, no one's going to beat him, and that's simple as it is. Uh, I don't think Mike Evans is playing tonight, but he might be. I haven't checked that report yet. If he is, that's a whole game changer. I think. I don't even think it'll be close in the first place, but with that addition, that'll help out a lot. 
And then, so now I'm kind of going to go to um, the fantasy route, which I haven't touched on too much. I feel like it's what more people want a lot. So I'm going to start with my loves and hates of this week. So for my loves, I'm going to start with any 49ers running back against Miami. Uh, whether that Raheem Mostert geez, start, gets a start and gets cleared to play because he was limited in practice today. Um, they think he might be able to play. That'll play a big factor into him. I'd start him over Jarek McKinnon or over Jeff Wilson. Uh, but if he's not playing, definitely start Jarek McKinnon. He gets the receptions. He gets the touchdowns. He gets the carries. I mean, he's turning to their number one back when uh, Mostert's not there. So definitely pick that up. Uh Miami has one of the worst run defense. They have a pretty good pass defense with Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, the dude out of Auburn. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. And Calvin Noy is a pretty good dropback uh, zone coverage linebacker himself, so I'll give him that credit. But the run defense has been not very good for them, as we saw James Robinson did on Thursday. And then Chris Carson had a pretty darn good game himself against the Dolphins as well. So play any, any 49ers back is what I'm saying for this week. Um, so I'll, towards the receivers route, play feeling ASAP, 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 especially against the Seattle, uh, pass defense. This was one of the worst in the league. They, I can name Griffin and I feel like that's the only corner I can name there. They have a pretty good run defense. So they force people to pass. I mean, even Fitzpatrick was dotting them up. So that kind of could tell you something. So definitely play feeling even Jefferson too. Those are my two loves for the Vikings. Um, so I'm gonna take the Jets route. Play play anyone on the Cardinals offense. Literally anyone. Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, play them. The Jets are just not good. Simple. They will beat them anywhere. Pierre Desir leads the league in picks, but Brett Rippin like handed him a few, but I form a cold, so obviously got some bad blood there. Play anyone. I think Kenyon Drake's been playing pretty bad lately and he's been letting people down as Especially after he tweeted, he was like, pick me up in fantasy, I'm that number one running back. You're not, but this week you might be, so play him. Um, Miles Sanders, if that Philadelphia offense could get going, which I think they might actually soon, at least the run game will, or the dump-offs to Miles Sanders will. I really like him this week, especially against a pretty bad run and pass defense. So very much play him. Even Zach Ertz is a good tight end to play out of there. Uh, for receivers, for more sleeper receivers, of players that you know might not even be picked up yet, if they're not picked up, please pick up T. Higgins and Curtis Samuel or one or the other. T. Higgins is starting to get those receptions and looked at, even because Tyler Boyd's getting that number one treatment now. And A.J. Green, obviously, will always. Um, but I'll talk about him later. Uh, so pick up T. Higgins for sure and pick up Curtis Samuel. He's starting to get more receptions as well as his jet sweeps that he does with Christian McCaffrey out. So he has big play potential with the speed, uh, especially against those types of defenses. I think T. Higgins will score, and he's more of a red zone type player, and Curtis Samuel is a big play threat. So definitely pick them up. I really like them this week. Definitely do that. Uh, for tight end positions, I'm going to go Hunter Henry. Uh, he's turning into probably, I would say, Herbert's number one target. If Mike Williams comes back, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not because Mike Williams is a receiver too and fantasy maybe receiver one. But I really like him this week. You definitely should pick him up. Well, not pick him up. Play him. Start him ASAP. I really think he'll play well this week. Those He's he's my love tight end. So for the hates, I just touched about, just talked on this man. AJ Green, if you can trade him for anything, like anything decent, 
please get rid of him. He's he's not going to do anything. I, I would love to see him mark me wrong because I used to love A.J. Green. Please prove me wrong, but I don't think you will. I just don't like him this week. I don't know if I trust it. Stay away from him, but if you have no choice, play him. Maybe he could do something. Uh, so I said, any play any 49ers back. Don't play any New England running back versus Denver. Denver, I think, has one of the best run defenses in the league. I would rank them top five in run defenses. They stopped Derrick Henry, and then the next week, Derrick Henry went on for 30 fantasy points. Uh, especially since these running backs aren't insanely good. Sonny Michelle obviously being out. Uh, James White will get in there, and Rex Burkhead will probably share, especially with, and Damian Harris is kind of on the come up or whatever. But don't play. I wouldn't play any three of them this week against uh, that Denver defense. I don't think even coming out of the backfield it'll work. Maybe if any of them, I'd play James White because if he can get some receptions, that's PPR points. So, but I feel like Damian Harris. It's possible that he could play. He could play well against Denver. I'm not saying that it's, there's zero percent chance. I think it's possible that he could play well and get some big big runs like he did last game. Uh, so this is not. So I'm going to go with McLaurin for receiver, one of my receivers. I don't like the Rams' defense isn't insanely good, but who will be guarding him is what matters. You could go to any other Redskins receiver that you could name. Um, uh, He'll be guarded by Jan- Dylan Ramsey, obviously one of the best corners in the league, if not the best corner in the league. Obviously got paid for that for a certain reason. So I would not play him this week. And with Kyle Allen now stepping in, he might not get those same targets and looked at like, Dwayne Haskins would, because Dwayne Haskins would just be like, oh, shoot, McLaurin's got to be there somewhere and throw it up and maybe get it near him, and McLaurin would make a play on it. So don't bank on that this week. And then facing the Colts defense, I'm going with Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper. They The Colts like to play the tight ends very well. They like to use Darius Leonard and Anthony Walker to their advantage. They're pretty fast linebackers. So they always play tight ends pretty well. Um, they have a good slot corner that I'll be guarding Jarvis Landry and Kenny Moore. You could argue he's a top three in the league. Um, so I would not play Jarvis Landry. OBJ, on the other hand, I probably would play him no matter what. I mean, after last week, it's harder to go against him. You never know. He has big play potential, especially since his cold D lacks some safeties a bit. So, uh, Justin Blackman, I think will be really good, but he can't cover the whole field. So play OBJ, just not Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper. I'm not trying to be biased, but, and definitely play Cremont as well on that offense. And then I'll end it with today. So I'll end today with uh, Cam Newton. I think he'll be back this week. Um, I think he will play. Personally, he only needs two negatives, and he was asymptomatic, so that means he doesn't have to wait a certain amount of time. He can just take the two tests, get them done, and then once he gets two, two negatives, he can hop back in ASAP if he's cleared by the medical. So I think he'll play. So Patriots fans, don't worry. I think you can probably beat the Broncos. Uh, if Cam's back, because he can actually attack the air with Nikhil Harry. So I, if I were you, I'd play Nikhil Harry as well. Uh, Bird as well, too, because I think he's turned into one of Cam's favorite targets, and Edelman, any receiver there, is actually possible. So, yeah. um, That's going to wrap it all up. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. If you got it this far, appreciate it. Um, Go Colts, baby.